How many sermons have you heard in a lifetime? Did anyone ever teach you how to hear them? Today, you're going to learn how. My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. The worldwide coronavirus pandemic has made the U.S. a poster child for what not to do. We are close to and maybe have surpassed 300 deaths in a single day in California. Half of all California infections are in L.A. County, the most infected urban area in the country. One in 80 people here are believed to now have the virus. There are now 100 ICU beds in the whole of L.A. County. Some hospitals are out of ICU space. That means that if you have a heart attack or break a leg, there will be a place for you, but it will not likely be in a place best designed to care for you. The governor just ordered another 5,000 body bags. Body bags. Medical personnel are near or at the limits of their endurance, and yet they go to work every day to minister to the sick, comfort the suffering, and hold the hands of the dying. And many of us, at least to the extent necessary to make a difference, could care less. We are sinners, separated from God and from one another. Only God can bridge the gap and bring us out of ourselves and our selfish interests. My question is, how many deaths are acceptable to us in order to keep open or reopen our economy, our churches, and our schools? Apparently, we haven't reached that number yet. Why do people come to church week after week and not get it? How can people be raised listening to sermon after sermon and learn nothing from them? I think that the answer, at least in part, is that there is a difference between listening and hearing. Maybe it's a stretch to even hope that people will listen to a sermon without their minds wandering, much less hear what God is saying to them through it. One of the best books I never finished was How to Read a Book by Mortimer Adler and Chris Charles Van Doren. I guess I was too busy reading other books. I don't know of any mainstream books on how to listen to a sermon. I don't know of any instruction in it either. I don't know that listening is valued anymore. We prefer to be told what to think. We seek out what we want to hear. There's even a name for this. It's called confirmation bias. It's easier. Sermons, however, are preached for life transformation. How do we listen to a sermon with the expectation that God will work through it to bring or encourage the new life, the born-again nature of the Christian life? In the book of Isaiah, the 29th chapter, starting at the 13th verse, we read, The Lord said, Because these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me, and their worship of me is a human commandment learned by rote, So I will again do amazing things with this people, shocking and amazing. The wisdom of their wise shall perish, and the discernment of the discerning shall be hidden. 
A lot of it depends on what of ourselves we bring to a sermon and what we expect will happen. I think I mentioned last time that one of the reasons most people say they like their pastor's sermons is that people have such low expectations for them and what sermons can accomplish. Many of the same ways to prepare and conduct ourselves in worship that I mentioned a couple of sessions ago in the How Did I Do podcast, like prepare, be open to the Holy Spirit, focus, etc., apply to how to prepare to hear a sermon as well. In fact, when Martin Luther wrote The Meaning of the Third Commandment, Remember the Sabbath Day and Keep it Holy, in his small catechism, a pamphlet he wrote to help parents teach their children the basics of the Christian faith and which he himself read every day, he said, What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Notice that there is nothing in there about how to worship or whether or not to work on Sunday or about finding God on the golf course. It's about the role of preaching and the Word of God in our lives. It's about hearing a sermon. Gladly. Hearing a sermon in this way is central to worship. It means being good soil for the seeds of faith being planted in you by the Holy Spirit. To listen to a sermon is to hear the words. You could pass a test on what the sermon said if you were a good listener, and you would completely miss the point. But to hear a sermon means to come to know what God is saying to you through the words, the thing that leads to life transformation. In Paul's letter to the Romans, the 10th chapter, starting at the 14th verse, he says, But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feats of those who bring good news. But not all have obeyed the good news, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. God communicates with us more like a movie does than a cell phone. God gives us pictures that have meaning, not just words we consume. Say you had to decide which of your five senses you would least want to lose. Which one would you choose? Most of us, I would guess, would say sight. We depend upon our sight for everything. We are a visual culture. I think that biblical-era people would say, without reservation, they're hearing. There was no multimedia, no TV, no computers, no newspapers. People couldn't read. They depended on their hearing to gather information. But even hearing a message is not enough. Taking it to heart is not enough. To result in life transformation, what we hear from God's Word in preaching and the faith that comes through that hearing must be put into practice in response naturally. Share your faith. Start with the people you see after a worship service has ended. Share it with people among your friends and family. It can be a great opening for sharing the gospel. I heard something the other day that was really meaningful to me will we'll raise an interest. Faith grows by giving it away. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 13, starting at the 10th verse, then the disciples came and asked him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. 
For to those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. The reason I speak to them in parables is that seeing they do not perceive, and hearing they do not listen, nor do they understand. With them indeed is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah that says, You will indeed listen, but never understand, and you will indeed look, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes so that they might not look with their eyes, and listen with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. That's how to hear a sermon. Be open to the same Holy Spirit who inspires those who preach. Let it inspire you to hear the very words of God in a sermon, and then act in response to the presence of God. Today, let's remember to pray for those struggling with the fires in California and the storms on the East Coast. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.